one of the all-time favorite shows. Hello everyone and you are listening to episode 35 of Because You Were Home and this week we are speaking to Drew Fortier and David Alson about their new movie Dwellers produced by David and written directed and starred in by Drew. You are both so welcome to the podcast thank you so much we feel very honored to have you here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much it's honored to be here. So in case anyone has been like living under a rock or in the subterranean levels and is a dweller um, and they don't happen to know who you guys are would you like to tell us a little bit about yourselves oh uh i <laughs> I, uh, I i'm a victim of circumstance i fell into a bunch of random things uh made a documentary about a band called bang tango from the early 90s ended up joining the band played mm-hmm. guitar for chuck mills and faith no more um what else uh there's in a movie called her name is krista i think you mm. i think you both would like that it's it's, it's pretty twisted. oh yeah yeah i love that one up that looks great oh yeah it's it's the last half an hour it's just well i have only seen it once and you know it's it's pretty nasty and um what else i do i uh i collaborate a lot with david uh, and uh really really enjoy that we we, we wrote a book together called uh a fictional autobiography called rockstar hitman it's uh it's really cool we're working on the second one right now that should be done soon and then uh Oh man, uh, well, this is when it starts bleeding over into into David uh, because uh, you know after the uh, you know certain time period in my uh, I guess you could call it a career this you know victim of circumstances popping in a bunch of random situations that uh, I give it over to David. Well, there is this other thing that we did together called Dwellers. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. That one, yeah. No, that's uh, and it's funny because that's not the first. Uh, you know, time Drew and I had met and um, he'd been working away on this film. And, and like he talked about, he'd, he'd done these things. Uh, the singer from Kick Tracy. And um, we did a, when we launched the Ellison Coffee store back in my little hometown in Jackson, Minnesota, back in, what was that? 2017? Yep. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, you did the acoustic session with that. Yeah, he did the acoustic session. And that was the first oh. time I heard Drew sing and play and, and kind of do some musical stuff. And um and then drew put out his book his memoir his own memoir um what was it i love that title oh yeah yeah i forgot about that dark depressing hilarious yeah yeah i I need to carry around a list at all times drew drew's midwest (laughs) modesty so uh, (laughs) yeah then it's funny he um you know he had the film dwellers that he'd been working on Mm -hmm. and um it came around to me and we just uh, decided to you know do the ellison films imprint to um, to, you know, produce the film. And, and uh, so, uh, which has been great, actually, because with by way of having the record label that I have, uh, I have, you know, digital and physical distribution that we can do for the film now. And, um, you know, these, um, you know, Drew has been really uh, active with the, the film festivals, and they've been gracious to give us these um, awards and and these laurels and things from that. So it's really cool. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah. And then last year, you know, I think just, you know, the whole world's are there, our creative community during the you know, pandemic last year, we started just, you know, collaborations of things developed that probably never would have developed. Yeah. Um, Drew and I were already working on the rockstar Hitman book uh, as, mm-hmm. as far back as December, 2019. Um, because at that point I'd, I'd seen little bits and pieces of dwellers and I got a, 
uh, a look inside of Drew's twisted, dark mind. And uh, so I tapped him to, uh, to, to collaborate with me on the Rockstar Hitman book. And, um, and then last summer, 2020, um, we, were, we were working on the book. And he said, he goes, hey, I got this, this track I'm working on with Mike Heller, um, who I had just met, um, uh, plays drums in Fear Factory and also in Raven. He's a good friend of our Megadeth drummer, to uh, Dirk Verdun. They're good buddies. So um, I thought, yeah, let's send it over. And it was this little three-chord thing, and it was fun. It was it was easy. And I was like, you know, I like this kind of music. You know, in Megadeth and stuff, I play this very progressive, you know, uh, aggressive music. And sometimes when I get to just plug in and just kind of kick back and play, you know, fun, simple songs, they're they're fun for me to do it. So uh, yeah. And then I know Zuder did that, and Drew's like, well, want to play in another one? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, hey, do you want to play in like 10 more of these? <laughs> and um, then uh, um, Drew had reached out to uh, Vin uh, Dombrowski, who is the vocalist for a band called Sponge uh, over here in America. And, and so we, you know, we collaborated. We put together a record and it looks like that album of songs, that collection of songs is going to have a sort of a uh, collaboration, if you will, with the Dwellers release. Um, so we, we've kind of been figuring out where that album sits in the scheme of all of our lives and as a collection. And it just kind of, it sort of seems fitting that it would lock in around the book that Drew and I did and, and kind of bundle with the movie, even though as Dwellers being a found footage film wouldn't traditionally have a soundtrack to it. But, yes. uh, mm. you know, I've been a part of a lot of soundtracks and sometimes this collection of songs by often famous artists has nothing to do with the movie, be it no. Arnold Schwarzenegger or Beavis and Butthead or whatever. I mean, it's sometimes it's just, you know, it's a metal movie. Let's get some, let's have a metal soundtrack. So um, yeah. I think that's kind of how we're viewing uh, this record that we did. Don't it's, see a problem with that one, Bish. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, look, you yeah. know, look, it's, it's all the same genre, right? A, a right. horror movie, horror conventions, scary books, rock and roll music it's all part mm. of i was actually going to inquire about that i was like what do you guys feel like does it yeah. go to me i think it goes hand in hand like some music videos for heavy metal music are like horror movies all of their own mm -hmm. so like do you I, obviously i was going to ask do you think that there's a link but you've said it yourself yeah i, I, I mean, think there is it, we I did mean, some music videos too oh, yeah nice. exactly yeah you know it's funny how drew and i will sit there and just in one phone conversation or a handful of text threads we'll have written a book Concepted a new movie and lined <laughs> out three music videos. It's dangerous. One thing the pandemic has given us is time to yeah. collaborate with new people, get new yeah. ideas out, and yeah. it it's brilliant. Like you can do nothing but think up of new things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it really is. It's a fun moment in time, and and literally we we're actually gonna we were considering going to L.A. Uh, here in the coming weeks to um to shoot these these little vignettes, these these music videos, if you will um and um yeah drew and i've been concepting another film and you know what i've learned from drew you know the found footage genre you know it's just pretty much like pick up your camera and start shooting you know you can and, yeah people can yeah. do it on their iphones anything like yeah. that like and it's, and it's it's weird because we've we've talked to other people about being involved with us and they can't help but go way off the deep end into this. Well, then we need to have this and script and we'll bring that yeah. and it's like whoa 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 you're missing <laughs> all the the whole Script. point is have iPhone <laughs> shoot movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes it's so simple and it's so obvious. 
um, that it, it, it to reel people back into like, dude, just go walk across the grass and I'm going to film you. And that's yeah. going to be part of you, what you do in the movie. It's so yeah. simple that it, it's like, it can't be that simple. Can yeah. it really? The beauty think, of it is its simplicity. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. Dwellers is a perfect example. And mm. Drew has, you know, really introduced me to this whole world of, of just the, the simplicity that, that the idea is all that really matters. It's like, we don't need craft services and four trucks and mm. artist trailers and lights and Panavision and 20 other things. I mean, that's great too. We all love to watch those movies, but yeah. this found footage genre is, it's, it's kind of like making your first demo with your rock and roll band. It's about that simple. You yeah. know? We have no money, but we have some songs. Here's our demo, you know? Yeah. Because there was a real cinema verity feel to it uh, with the like the grittiness of it, like the realism. You felt like if you were down there with you guys getting lost. Yeah. Right. So, and it's always fun, more fun working with a limited palette. You know, say yeah. like you get a you get a uh, a crayon box. It's like sixty four crayons in there. Just whittle it down to like five, and you're forced to create your own colors and kind of you know, uh, you know, be, be more creative and all that too. So it's kind of fun to approach things like that, and uh, still doing as much as you can with as little as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah, we've been incredibly lucky to actually see the movie, and it's brilliant we both mm. loved Aww. it um yeah i'm so glad you like it fantastic and with with what you were saying like you didn't have that kind of it, that big production that sometimes goes with these big movies but honestly it wasn't missed and i don't think it was needed it was fantastic and tell us a little bit about the movie it uh it all started believe it or not as like a, a found footage remake of uh, chud uh, oh yeah <laughs> from the, the 80s and uh me and the guy that wrote shed kind of kind of connected about like eight or nine years ago and i always loved shed like that's mm. i have an affinity for that movie it's just something about it just the, the story you know just the government moving the you know nuclear waste under under manhattan and just uh there being a court order preventing it from going anywhere and then it just kind of messes with the with the homeless people who live down there and uh and so and i kind of present the idea it's like hey you know who owns the rights to Chud? I mean, we could do like a no money found footage remake, you know, just, mm. just make it really, really good. You know, I mean, it, it won't cost anything. And he was all for it. Then we found out he only owned the musical rights to Chud, which tells you what kind of <laughs> yeah. deals they were making for movies back in the 80s. And uh, ironically, he's actually working on a musical of Chud with Daniel Stern. And oh, uh, wow. they've been talking about in the press the past couple of years. So that'd be interesting to see. But uh, then some years later, you know, I was, I was thinking like, you know, because I, you know, I, I love, you know, taking people out of their comfort zones, kind of like, you know, putting them in different situations. And I was thinking, you know, David, he has the coffee, he has uh, the, the record label, and mm -hmm. he has so many different things. I was like, that's a person who's not afraid to come out of his comfort zone, because mm -hmm. he's just really going for it. And so I just presented the idea of Ellison Films, and then the, this idea of this movie, uh, Dwellers, where uh, it'd be, it would cost a dime. I just uh, gathered together a couple people. We, I already got the story, you know, and... Uh, I just got to just go down in a tunnel and shoot. And he was all for it. And, um, and we shot it, I think, collectively over five days in the summer of 2019. And wow. uh, believe it or not, me, Doug, and James were only down in the tunnel for one day. And, wow. uh, and wow. a, lot of, a lot of it was uh, actually overdubs. And, uh, and all that, whenever you don't see them, it's, it's definitely an overdub. So we tried to, you know, we had Richard Easterling help with the, the sound as well. And he did a great job with that. And... Um, and then yeah, it was uh, it was dirty, nasty, fun doing it, and and uh, it, you know I'm um, I laughed throughout the movie. Then it, it turned out that uh, it was actually bat shit, 
uh, I know it was a mud. It's uh, the second the, the sun went down, we started hearing squeaking. We're like, what is that? And then we filled the camera up and sure enough, it's just, it's like the bat cave. Yeah. And then, and then I actually got, crazy. yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad shit crazy. And there's, <laughs> there's a ton of footage where you just see bats just flying in front of the camera. And I know it's, it's, it was, it was nuts. So we might put that, that stuff on the Blu-ray too. We just see this bats just like just yeah. kind of flying down and everything. But I didn't use that footage because I felt that that might've taken away a little bit from, uh, from the, the story, you know, just like another element to go up against being the bats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, you're with the fan footage kind of horror movie. Um, is there any other kind of fan footage films that like inspired you for it as well? Um, I think you were saying something maybe with the Blair Witch Project or are there any oh, other yeah. like horror films that have influenced you in making your films? Um, definitely uh, uh, Blair Witch. I remember saw that at the movies when I was a kid and I was like, oh man, the marketing behind that was brilliant because oh, like, they had to really believe amazing. it actually did happen and you were watching <laughs> something you weren't supposed to watch. And uh, I always thought that was really cool. I always loved um, Sam Raimi and uh, yeah, what he did with Evil Dead, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just the, the same thing. He just, just him and his buddies, he just tortured his friends and <laughs> got into a cabin and and, uh, and made Evil Dead. And then, uh, which is, and he, you know, he's got such a great sense of humor with all that too. And I, that's, well, my, my biggest thing is just sense of humor and just kind of not taking yourself serious at all. You know, I, as you can tell with the movie, like, you know, it's just, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like a amplification of uh, you know who I am in real life, and just kind of just uh, it, it's just you know it's it's just it's just all in fun, you know. It was it was a good time, and I love I love David's part in the movie too. He did great. We actually yes. shot we actually yeah. reshot his part, and uh, it it's uh, it's it's even better. I'll show it to you both if you want to check it out. Yeah, and it it, it it's even it tightens the story up even more and he gets even more angry it's wonderful yeah yourself and tom in it were they were quite imposing as to where's our film yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait till you see the new scene it's it's uh <laughs> it's you're gonna be like yeah this is yeah this is this is the way to go <laughs> you could definitely tell as well there was a lot of fun there because there was a lot of tension but there were times that i genuinely was like i laughed out loud Oh, some of the things that you were saying and I was like this is brilliant this is really really good and it was like it was really special as well and I know that David you were speaking there as well about the music that you've been producing and putting together for an album maybe to go with this but with it being the fame footage obviously there's no music within the movie that plays a big part but the sound plays a huge part so you have that kind of menacing sound that's behind you kind of something similar to the phone calls that you get in Black Christmas where it's this like really tension building sound was that a conscious decision that you wanted sound to kind of nearly play a bit of a character within the movie I I knew uh that the sound was going to be the most important part of the movie you yeah know? and uh I ended up uh, editing the movie myself and doing doing the sound design myself too and Richard Easterling came in and, and kind of mastered it and got it and got everything leveled out right but it was uh, it was a fun little nightmare for sure, and uh, I, I ended up doing all the creature sounds, and oh, uh, then the the, the 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 cat meowing and all that, and just kind of so just fun. That's you, because I did think to myself, going, I wonder if that really is a cat or something. <laughs> cat noise. While I was watching that, my very large cat was sitting beside me. Oh, oh that's <laughs> and awesome! I was like, this is very cool. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it, it was, it was tricky. It was almost like trying to figure out a math equation exactly where, where to place the sounds in, in, in the design of it to where it's, it's, it's not too 
up front because like the more apparent it is the more fake it sounds you know mm. so just kind yeah. of that, that perfect then you know listen to it with headphones and listen to it on speakers and all that just to, just to where it sits just right otherwise you could just totally throw out the whole thing and then kill the vibe you know but uh but uh, fortunately I was able to, to kind of pan it out right and and everything and then with the creature sounds and all that too where you just kind of almost hear something but it's you know was that yeah. something was that not something and, yeah and uh so yeah the sound i knew the sound would be the, like, the most important thing for sure because either the footage could be as crappy as humanly possible but at the end of the day it's like it's the sound that sells it yeah mm. and have you guys found that with covid has it been harder uh, to promote the film or are you finding like you have to be inventive about ways of going around it you know, it's interesting because uh, I guess because the film was shot pre-COVID mm. uh, is good. You know, you see TV shows now, even on NBC or Netflix shows that you've seen are filmed during the pandemic and people yeah. are wearing masks. And, you know, it's, just, it's yeah. almost part of the narrative now of the film, Yeah, um, which is going to be interesting 10 years from now when hopefully the pandemic's over. We'll go back and go, ah, I got to remember that. Remember when that pandemic was around and everyone <laughs> was wearing masks? You know, so it'll be interesting to see how we view those episodes, you know, years from now. Um, yet at the same time, um, as far as the promotion go, I mean, look, you're looking at it. This is it. Um, you know, a year ago, Zoom didn't even exist. None yeah, yeah. Now Zoom is like, it's... It's, like, it's your lifeline. It's lifeline. It, like, it's just it's part of our daily, you know, journey or everything, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Um, this, of course, through the social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and stuff, we can push out um, more and more information. And of course, people are tuned into social media now. It's not like, oh, I got to go to work nine to five. People now are working at home, from home or at the office on Zoom through social media platforms. So, um, it, you know, I'd say if, if there was ever a time to be promoting independent uh, work now is is just a it's a blessing you know I mean it couldn't have fallen in your lap at a better time to have a captive audience for this stuff yeah mm. and it's really showing through all those awards that you're winning it's doing so mm. well at award show at the moment it's mind-blowing it, it definitely didn't I, I personally didn't expect any of that I was just happy to get it done and after you know <laughs> with the, with all the editing and all that it just stopped making sense to me at one point and I was like <laughs> All right, here it is. And then I just, on a whim, I was like, it's just thrown into some film festivals. And, you know, if it gets selected at one, cool, that's a laurel we could put on the poster, you know. And then it just started getting accepted to a bunch. And then it, it, it won in a, it's, it's up to like 10 or 11 awards. Now we yeah, just won another one a yeah. couple of days ago. And um, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy people get it and they like it, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, at first I thought it was going to be like a super duper acquired taste, but it seems like there's something about it that just, kind of mm. you know just people kind of just get you know then just people just have fun with it even if you haven't seen should i think it's going to stick out for you as well just like with the homeless situation in america mm. and as well you could almost go back to the 80s after reagan like with the mental health institutions and just kicked yep. a load of people into the to know the homeless situation in america so it's, it's very prevalent i think as well and then with the missing homeless like it's a it's a great premise it and really it's, funny is. Too, it's funny too because i i didn't uh I, 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 it wasn't on purpose to, to, for it to be like any kind of social commentary because right? that, that was just kind of like the, the that was yeah, like the twofold. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it was the skeleton and shut, you know. It's like missing homeless and all that too, and then it just kind of organically kind of uh, came off that way. And with that detective too, kind of downplaying everything and yeah, and, uh, and all that. So I kind of you know, in, in hindsight, thinking about it now, I guess that there is a good little piece of uh, social commentary in there for sure. Mm. 
Yeah. And you both mentioned as well about your book, uh, The Rockstar Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, again, speaking for Emer here as well, we love the book and it's yeah. so great to know that you're Thank working you. on the second one. Um, that was actually going to be one of our one of our questions. What's next for Sledge? Is there is there going to be another is there going to be another? Yeah, um, there's there's book? another book. It's funny. It's it's largely written. I'd say it's probably 70 percent written and in place. Um, I think Drew and I are both of the same style that when the when the inspiration comes, we open the laptop, we get busy, we write, we mm-hmm. do it. And uh, and sometimes because there's a handoff between us. Um, I'll work on a bunch of stuff. I'll send it to Drew when the moment hits him. He's off and running. Um, and by the time he's off and running, I'm off doing something else, like making an album or working on something <laughs> yes. else. So it's kind of it's but it's it's funny with the book. We have a um, we have a pretty good handoff of our narrative voice. Like you can't tell like, you know, how come chapter two sounded like this and then chapter three is so bizarre? Like, you know what I mean? It, it's, there's a very even narrative yeah. between us. And what, what I find interesting with it, I've written two memoirs, which are the truthful story of my life. And what you find when you write your own memoirs is you're always pulling things back because, you know, this is the real world. And you can't just say, yeah, me and Drew were, you know, with a bunch of strippers doing tons of drugs. Even if it's true, even if it's, and Drew's case, it, it wasn't actually, we didn't know each other back in those days. But that's um, how we met. Isn't that <laughs> how we met? We shared the same stripper. <laughs> yeah. But, but if, if, if you say that, you know, you can, you can be in a lot of trouble or in, in, you know, incite others into wrongful doing you know um so it's funny when you're telling those stories at least for me and maybe it's just my own kind of consciousness is is you know i don't want to have to run around and apologize to people and you know settle you know legal matters for uh-huh. dragging people into stuff but it's funny when you write a book like this uh which mm-hmm. is a fictional autobiography and we actually yeah. took that from one of our customers who bought the book said oh my gosh this is a fictional autobiography and me and drew when they go oh my god there it is that's yeah. the we, we, yeah. we, we weren't really completely focused on the marketing when we pushed it out because it was such a new thing for both of us mm-hmm. and yeah. heading over into fictional book writing of which of course there's dean coons and john grisham and you know balducci and the you know the biggest guys in the business you know are, are writing books over there so where do we fit with our little book you know <laughs> but it's kind of like dwellers it's like well we're walking in with our little independent book here and you know, and, and, and it's, it's had a nice, uh, we've gotten a great response from it. And, um, and the, yeah, the reason we called it the Sledge Chronicles is that it is this continue, this mm-hmm. continuation. And we realized that as we were writing it, you know, we're going, you know, as much as this story will have an ending point, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be the end of the Sledge character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Story. Like, yeah. we've really got a, a storyline here. That sure, there's the whole agency as well. Yes, like, exactly. yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, James Bond, Jack Reacher, Bourne, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, Jason Bourne. It's in the spirit of those types of uh, films and, and books and stuff. We, we thought, you know, we've, we've got something here that we can really continue to flesh this out. So, yeah. Mm. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the, 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 the movie actually ties into the book with like one of the last lines in the movie when uh, I didn't even, 90% of the characters didn't give names, but the, the, the guy in the suit, Mm-hmm. who comes in at the end yeah he, he talks about the agency and that's the same oh, agency as yes because i was like is he just loosely talking about the fbi or whatever but right. yes yeah it wasn't too on the nose you know the it was just kind of this, 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 agency right, and the exactly, funny tie in here 
This is actually Vin from Sponge on the cover. That's actually ah. a picture that he was kind enough to let us use. So yeah. he, it's, it all connects. Rock star. He's got proper he's, rock star. Yeah. It's not so just a model. He's tied into this. Yeah, doesn't he look great? He's a he's very a very cool. Awesome. So is this book a loose way of he like you guys telling us wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> that you yeah. guys are hitmen? <laughs> <laughs> One of us is, and we did, we're not going to disclose that. Yet. Well, well, David's had many hits in his career. There was a famous book that came out in the late 80s, early 90s called The Hitman. And it was about, it was the story about Paola in the, in the uh, record business with here in America, with, you know, record labels having to pay independence to get songs played on the radio, uh, sometimes in cash, sometimes in other illicit means uh, to what the uh, <laughs> you, know, you know just to grease the wheels you know yeah. to get your songs on the radio and it was a very different era today the music business is very corporate owned back then it was it was uh it was the wild wild west um and you know so th that that was kind of part of it for me rock star hitman uh there's a sort of a play on yeah. you know that yeah. not not that book and that title or really you know really the content of that book but I like Hitman because it, it it's you know he, he's he's a he's a hit rock star guy you know plus also Hitman so there's a lot of little play on words in that and yeah and it's funny you know Vin being a part of it and when you hear the um, the Lucid album um, which has the soundtrack which is the songs we did with Vin mm. he, uh, Drew and Mike um, that uh, those songs uh, Vin very much dipped into um the book for titles for Brilliant. sort of takeaway oh. lines and phrases so yeah so that's so another that's three now you've got yeah. the film so, the book and the album yeah. the hat yeah. trick so and it, yeah. it is it, it's all Triple meant threat. to be like that yeah it's all meant to be like that it's all meant to be kind of this little cottage part of your grand plan yeah yeah exactly and it happened organically too it was like at one point where david and i were like hey we got a we got a movie a book and a and an album that's right all together yeah. yeah. So the future looks bright for you guys then. Yeah. Oh, it, it's the modern day of the entertainment business. It's yeah. not enough to be in a band. It's not enough to be an actor. It's not enough to be yeah. an actor. You need to do all three now, you know. And you're doing it well. Yeah. And a coffee yeah. salesman and as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget. That's what keeps us going. I have some here. There we go. We have some over here. Yeah, the coffee's good. amazing. It keeps us going. So. I love the titles of it. Yeah, like Napalm in yeah. the Morning. And yeah. uh, there was another one. Oh, some of a death. Oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, roast in Peace. Roast in Peace. Roast in Peace. peace. Yes, I thought that one yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So before you guys go, do you guys want to promote anything? Apart from obviously the film. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the 20 things we just self-promoters that we are yeah <laughs> uh, david's uh, working on something incredible right now ellison soto if you want to talk about that for a moment david thank you yeah i mean my good friend jeff scott soto kind of grew up together in the business he was a singer for ingve malmstein and his band rising force sings uh in trans-siberian orchestra um a terrific artist on his own great singer um i'd been writing some songs and um, and as I was in doing the demos for them, um, I had friends around me, Drew being one, <coughs> um, you know, saying, you know, why don't you like, like, think, think big on this, like, you know, like really, because, you know, I, I work with a lot of I work with some unknown artists and unknown musicians, because mm -hmm. in my mind, we were all unknown until one day we did something that made us known. So yeah. to me the fame factor is not the benchmark by which I, I collaborate with people. Um, 
I, I, I just like making great music with, with great people and friends. And, and to That's me, so the, quality, mm. the quality of the material is always more important than how do I just get more famous guys in the room? In fact, I hate yeah. the all-star thing, the superstar thing. It's to me, that's going about it completely backwards. With that said, um, I've grown up, you know, in my career, um, you know, almost 40 years here. Um, and with a lot of my friends also grew up in bands. We grew up around each other um, and we also got record deals. And just by, by default, we all kind of got famous um, doing our respective things. And um, so it's, it's an, it's an easy phone call to, you know, to call one of those guys and say, Hey, do you want to work on something together? So, mm -hmm. um, and, and Jeff is one of those guys, you know, Jeff is a guy we have not ever collaborated on anything before. I hired him to sing on a track for me last year. Um, actually might've even been 2019. Actually, I was, I was finishing the demo of it. And, um, and I said, man, this, this really needs a, a rock star voice to, to yeah. sell this track. And, um, and it's a track that had been floating around. I brought it, I think I brought it to Megadeth and kind of knowing, yeah, it's probably not right there. And I brought it over to me and Frank Bello uh, when we were working on Altitudes and Attitude. And Frank was like, listen, brother, you got to sing this one. This is your song. It's your emotion. Mm -hmm. It's your story. Um, and I can sing good enough to demo things. Um, and, and I'm going to be singing on other, you know, other stuff here as well coming up. But uh, this particular one, really needed something more you know what I mean it really and and so I I hit Jeff and I just said hey can I flip you a couple of bucks to just put a vocal down on it and when he literally said it back to me in like an hour I'm like holy cow like that that's it I mean that is exactly that's what you wanted yeah. that's what I was hearing you know something yeah. that's um and so we had it we just kind of set it to the side and earlier this year in January um, turned the corner into the new year. Um, and, um, you know, we had the book, we have, uh, the film with me and Drew and just musically, uh, our other record, you know, that we did there with Vinnie and Mike that was done. And, and we were, um, you know, kind of getting that ready to, to, to sail this year. And, and so, but I had these other songs, you know, and that's, I think that's kind of how it is. It's like, come up for air. He's like, Oh my God, I've been deep diving, working on this project and you come up for air. And you look over here and you go, uh-oh, a new pile of songs. All right, what should I do with these? You know, and then that starts the next three, four months of your life, you know, yeah. digging into that. Um, and, um, and I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's kind of how we work creatively, or at least I do. I sort of compartmentalize. Here's a film. Yeah. Here's a book. Here's a stack of songs. You know, keep your focus uh, on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, and, and then that way I can do all of them. Uh, and they're all of them in their right time and in their right yeah. timing um, because you can't clutter the runway with too much stuff. You can't be putting out 20 things at once. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, that's what it's kind of funny that Drew and I, <laughs> Drew and I have a, a, an album, a book, and a movie. <laughs> but apart from that, you like to keep things separate. Yeah, yeah just other than that, we keep everything separate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny. And even, but even with our schedule this year, you know, we said October 12th is the release for Dwellers. Mm -hmm. Um the you know the lucid record will you know now looks like it'll probably kind of bundle somewhere in and around that um we wanted rockstar hitman out by christmas as a stocking mm -hmm. stuffer and then that kind of set the timeline to put the you know the next one out volume two mm -hmm. um this year as well um and a lot of these things are just launching them you know to get the coffee mm -hmm. company up and running okay good now it's up now we can do more coffees okay <clears throat> you know the book company we got the book out once the first one's out, now the platform is there to do the rest. Same with, yeah. the, with the film, you know, the film company, the film 
company's up. We got a film. It's working. Okay, that's you know that's sailing. Let's let's you know. And then and so the first one is always the hardest because you're kind of building, you're mm. building the first house. You're framing it. You're putting a roof on it. You're getting it all set. Once the house is built, now you can have guests over. You know, and now that's you know yeah. inviting your friends over is the easy part. It's kind of just getting the the framework of that first one done. Um, and then once that's in place, you know, then it just it just kind of feeds itself. Well, like if Dwellers is the start and also like we've read uh, the rock star hitman, like I can't wait to for the next book, so for the exciting. album, for the next set of films that you guys are doing, because they're all like. Yeah, yeah. the bar is that very high. <laughs> very high. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you, ladies. You. Appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. I know that you I am. Um, you're a little bit pushed for time, but thank you so much for coming on and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, oh, it was a we pleasure. Were, we were a little bit, um, I suppose, starstruck when we, oh, stop. we found yeah. uh, that you, you guys would come on. So we really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. If you want, I could stick around for a little bit more. I know, David, you got to run. Yeah. I got to jump. Yep. So oh, yeah. 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 I, I yeah, could stick true. around if you guys have any more questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, 100%. Perfect. That would yeah. be amazing. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Bye, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Take care. Talk later. Yep. See ya. Bye. So, Drew, what have been your influences growing up? Were you always kind of into horror movies, or is this something you slowly went into, or what? Oh, yeah. I always, always loved horror movies. Um, I remember uh, first grade, I showed up to school around, it was Halloween for the Halloween party, dressed up as Leatherface. And uh, (laughs) brilliant. So, I was like five or six years old. My teacher is like, What is wrong with your parents? And, they just uh, let you express who you really are yeah yeah exactly i like to wear other people's faces and uh, <laughs> we actually got a friend of ours her little boy was five yesterday and we got a picture of him wearing the jason mask oh cool yeah yeah so oh that is yeah. awesome the next awesome. generation are going to be fine yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's just the the, 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 the the all get desensitized if you will yeah. you know yeah and uh but yeah i've always loved horror movies and just uh then you know i've random knowledge of them is is really ridiculous all the way to like the italian giallo movies and and all that mm. and the, you know the full cheese and the argentos and oh yeah you know d'amato and, and and all that stuff and it's just i just love uh love the horror movies even even the trauma stuff you know it's uh it's fun <laughs> yeah our friends over um on plastic fangs and uh first class horror they actually just did an episode on trauma movies Oh, that's um, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. they did a watch along for, was it the Toxic? Oh, the Toxic Avenger. Toxic yeah. Avenger? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's and, a and, brilliant and episode. Lloyd Kopp and the guy that runs Troma, he's, he's a great dude. He's, he's, uh, he's everybody's crazy eccentric uncle, you know? Yeah. He's, he's hysterical. He's you only want to talk to him for about five or ten minutes, and then you're just like, oh, oh then I'll talk to you from afar. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you yeah. need. You get excited. It's like, oh, look, Lloyd Kopp. And then five minutes later, you're like, I got to go. <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah small doses yeah yeah <laughs> and what would have been if somebody said one horror movie for the rest of your life would there be one we we can give you more than one if you need because we couldn't answer this <laughs> oh no i i don't have one i have i have one of every subgenre in horror. Mm-hmm. right yeah exactly if there's one i always always go back to and always get the same feeling from it's probably uh well, now I got to say the original because they remade it a couple of times, but uh, Day of the Dead. Uh, there's something about that one. It's just really mm-hmm. just, 
it's closed off from everything else. It's underground mostly. And, and it's just, just really, and the special effects are incredible. And I, I love the story too. Just kind of like this, everybody kind of falling apart, you know, so that, that was great. So by uh, Romero movies, you know, it's just something about them that uh, it's just unmatched, especially nowadays, you know, especially, you know, the original Dawn of the Dead, that's just, it's, it's like a comic book. It's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fun comic book movie. If you think about it, you know, it's just a blast. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, by Day of the Dead, Chud. Yeah. Uh, it used a curveball, uh, Deep Rising, which is a, a horror movie from the 90s. Uh, it's an action horror movie that, that that flopped big time, but it's it's a ton of fun. You know, it's a uh, Treat Williams is in it and Kevin G. O'Connor. And it's uh, it, it's um, it's it's awesome. It's one of those ones by in a couple of years that uh, it's probably going to uh, get its cult status that it uh, deserves. Deserve. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I've just written it down so that I can like go look for it later on, like deep rising. Oh, Let's give that a go. Yeah, you're gonna like it a lot. It's it's yeah. it's it's a blast. It's 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 really cool. And um, how did you find? So you said that you, the recording for Dwellers, like the majority of it, was just done in a day. Like, how did you find? Were there because with being the writer, director, and the star, mm. how did you find all that together? Did you like having the control, or did you sometimes hyperventilate in a corner? A little bit of both. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know you're getting close to being done after that first mental breakdown, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but really, it was kind of like. The movie, I, I knew it, it made sense in my head and it would take probably about like six hours to explain it to somebody else unless you had something finished to show them, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where I, I knew what to shoot, I knew what to get, I, I knew what situations like needed to happen. And it was just hard to explain it to somebody. So I had a lot of like-minded people there who were just like, okay, just up for anything. Yeah. And it all made sense in the end, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, but yeah, so it was if I would have just gave the footage to somebody else, they probably would have cut together a completely different movie for sure. Cause uh, I ended up with a lot of footage and they're probably, there could be like a straight up comedy cut of it. They could be a straight up just, you know, um, probably just a documentary about homeless. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of footage, but, uh, but yeah, like if I'm, I always, I guess, prefer to be in control in that regard. Just, just so I can make sure that the outcome just makes as much sense as humanly possible. Even though it, it stopped making sense to me uh, toward the end of the editing, it you kind of go movie blind. <laughs> yeah, when you're editing Absolutely. it too, yeah. that is yeah, movie blind. Lot. I like that. That that's exactly what happened. It just kind of just oh yeah, everything blurred out. And so you've done your well, not done them, but you've recorded a few music documentaries, obviously with Bang Tango and then the Chuck Mosley um, documentary about his life towards the end um, and now you've done horror like are you going to say continue them or is there any other genre you kind of wanted to have I know you did your horror comedy well you were acted in the horror comedy for her name mm -hmm. is Krista like are there any other genres you'd like to have a go at you know that's a good question I, I never think that too far ahead to be honest <laughs> with you yeah. like uh, the, the bang tango thing all kind of happened on accident and then you know that took four years to make and I was like oh I guess you stay I'm with gonna... them long enough you end up in the band <laughs> yeah exactly and then then from that experience I ended up writing a book about that because that was an experience too and uh yeah I don't know like the, the Chuck the Chuck documentary that one's kind of that one's kind of dead in the water right now a little bit everybody's still kind of grieving over Chuck you know which is yeah. understandable because yeah. he does it was so unexpected it's hard to find that. the right timing for that yeah, totally, totally, and uh, and yeah, we all miss and love him very much. And I mean, he he was he was such a good dude, and he was he was a lot of fun. And he would have definitely been in Dwellers for sure. He would have been one of the homeless guys, like no yeah, doubt. yeah. And and Doug is that was actually Chuck's uh, manager and percussionist. Really, that's uh, that's actually how everything's interconnected like that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And James James actually directed, wrote, and stars. And her name is Krista. Krista. Yeah, that, that, that's how I met him. 
Absolutely. And, uh, and how I found out about James was, um, you know, as a kid, he was, he was in this movie called Bloodletting, which is uh, amazing, super low budget shot on video, but the story is incredible and he's yeah. amazing at it. Bloodletting. Yeah. I'd say definitely check that one out too. And Put that uh, one down too as well. Oh, cool. And he's got a new one that just came out that, that, that I'm in as well called Brimstone, Brimstone Incorporated. And it's like a horror movie anthology. And I'm, I'm the, the main character in the wraparound story. I kind of play like Hell's Lawyer. So like the, the <laughs> main character from each story has to come see me and I got to find out where they, they go and help. But first they got to tell me the story, how they got to hell. And so they, they, then they, it's, it's, it's been getting really good reviews and it's, uh, Great. That's it's amazing. Really cool. Oh yeah, I, I play Gregory Asmodeus, and uh, <laughs> it, it's it, it just came out I think uh, last week. So uh, yeah, definitely check that out too. And yeah. uh, but as for like what's next with the movie, David and I have a really cool idea for uh, for the next one. We're, we're going to shoot in Costa Rica, and uh, nice. we're thinking about doing that later in the year. Just trying to find the right time to get down there and and all that. But uh, the story's about done, and it's uh, it's it's really cool. I I, th- I think you, I think you both will get a big kick out of it. It'll be found footage, but a completely different movie from Dwellers. Uh, for Brilliant. sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I. You know, I, I I hardly ever like to like repeat myself, like you know. Like oh the, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get locked in with people just expecting you to do that kind of film over and over again. Exactly, because I I had a lot of anxiety with because I for a long time I was only known as the Bang Tango guy, and you know, and, uh, you know I yeah. didn't. And I guess all this is kind of like a reaction to that because didn't want to be just be known as the bang tango guy you know mm-hmm. it's like and I was, I was like the 37th guitar player of the band so how could I be the bang tango guy yeah, yeah. but uh but so I just kind of just did as many random things as humanly possible and I never pushed for any of it it just all kind of happened by itself like uh and just like yeah and it, things keep on just kind of snowballing I guess and it, it's it's been fun and and stressful but in a fun kind of stressful way yeah <laughs> I'm just yeah. happy people like the movie. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. And it like, I, yeah, I really find myself kind of like really heavily concentrating, making sure like, is there something over there? Or oh, cool. like what you were talking about earlier with it, when you listen to everything on your headphones and then you listen at different times. I was watching the movie with my headphones on and um, I was like, was that a noise? And I was going back <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was a noise. <laughs> you were just like, <laughs> you were ramping up with it. And it's, yeah, it's really exciting. Oh, really, that's so really cool. Exciting. I am so glad all that worked because like, you know, as, as I was doing it, I was, you know, I was like, it's just going to work. You know, I was like, I don't know, but I'm just so, I'm just so happy and glad that, uh, that it came off well. And that's, uh, that's all I could ever hope for, for sure. And plus the fact that you guys like it, you know, that, that means the world. So thank you. <laughs> oh, that is, it's, it's our pleasure, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. it with us. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were so pleasantly surprised when it came through. We were like, oh my God, I was texting <laughs> it both. I think both of us text each other at the same time. Same we were like, yeah. we have the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, I, you know, I, I got ideas for like a sequel too, if, ever, if they were ever to happen. And it would be uh, non-found footage. It would be kind of like a a story that happens at the same time as Dwellers, as that's oh. unfolding. It, it's uh so if, if there's, if something pops off like monetarily, like I would put it toward that for sure. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cool story. I, th- I think if you like this one, you'd really like that one yeah. if it ever happens. Definitely. Oh, well, hopefully. Yeah. And would you ever see um, the rock star Hitman, this large Chronicles kind of going to, to even like a TV series or, or a film or. That's uh, that's funny. That's a, you know, David and I were both kind of like, yeah, this would make a pretty cool Netflix, like, uh, yeah, you know, like show or something like that. Yeah. So 
we're gonna we're gonna do the next one and just to kind of give people an idea where it where it's heading and all mm-hmm. that and then yeah, maybe we'll we'll shop it around or if somebody just uh, grabs onto it and decides to take it and run with it that way uh, regardless you know i mean it, it'll definitely work as a as a tv show pretty good uh, yeah, pretty yeah, well, so. you know and it's a uh, it's kind of funny too because it's a fictional autobiography but david and i definitely took a little bit of a our own uh, uh, instances in in the in the music world and the, <laughs> put put it in there as well. You know, I loved how it started it, when they were in high school, oh, and yeah. I found that like I was never in a band, but like Emer was. And I was, yeah. I I, I remembered a lot of that. It's like oh, yeah. I remember that nerves <laughs> and the tension. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the social anxiety. You take and, it so seriously at the time, and oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Just uh, you know the, the social status stuff and everything, and and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was a fun book to write for sure. And uh, at the um, the prologue, I mean the epilogue was actually the first thing uh, I wrote for it because David hit ah. me with the idea. He's like, "What do you think? Maybe write like a sample chapter or something like that." So I wrote something out as an epilogue it actually mm. finally became the prologue i mean the uh i wrote it as a prologue but it became the epilogue in the book mm-hmm. and um and uh, he was like whoa like this is crazy you know all right let's do it and then and we just kind of david and i we got a really cool uh collaboration uh uh together with everything yeah i, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten the vibe at all that that was written by like twos at different times it just really felt like it was the one brain writing it all wow. oh, yeah. oh yeah him and i were you know we're both midwest guys for sure and uh <laughs> and uh and our brains are kind of like magnets you know we just kind of we both kind of have the same ideas it's kind of pop up and we're both just kind of it, it's fun it's like there's a lot of fireworks uh between the two of us as far as like the ideas and all that and everything we've got just so many of them i mean there's i think we got like ideas for like three or four completely other books as well too like a like a tech thriller and uh oh, we've got a, a giant uh a giant crocodile uh story that takes place in south america it's kind of like lake placid meets uh goodfellas and uh oh wow okay yeah it's, yeah it's i'm almost done with that one it's like um uh, just a little sample there's uh you know that the mafia back when there was a mafia mm. um are running drugs uh, to and from South America, but this is one uh, a port that keeps on getting attacked by this giant crocodile. And uh, it's just kind of like its territory. Originally it was gonna take place in Australia, but since we got Costa Rica, we were gonna be heading there. Yeah. So we might turn this into a movie as well. But, and so the, uh, the mafia Don is just sick and tired of his uh, shipments uh, kind of getting ruined and all that. So he puts a hit out on the crocodile. Oh, brilliant. And he all the, oh. and so it's like John Wick versus a crocodile. So like you got all these hit men from around the world coming out to yeah. South America to try and take out this crocodile. That, <laughs> that is really, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it really a, seems like such an element. Like, sorry, exactly what mm-hmm. you were saying there. It seems like such an element of fun. Yeah. In everything yeah. you're doing, even though like Dwellers is a horror movie, but you do have those laugh out loud moments when you when you turn around and you said about James not being the guy from Clerks. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It was so funny. I was just and sitting then, there going, oh yeah, he does, <laughs> doesn't he? That's partially based on fact too, because for I, when I first saw Bloodletting when I was a kid, I actually thought he was the guy from Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he gets it all the time too. And uh and it's funny because people he, he does horror movie conventions so people would come up to him and have him sign clerk stuff thinking he's oh. the guy from clerks and then uh he gets uh, a piece of mail from brian o'halloran the the, the guy from clerks <laughs> and it's a it's an eight by ten that says cease and desist uh 
Brian O'Halloran. And so it was kind of like a joke uh, that, the, that them two kind of, they, they oh, might yeah. be doing, they, they might be doing something together at some point too. But, so uh, but yeah, everything, you know, everything I do is going to got to have some kind of fun to it. Cause you know, you know, why, why spend your life being too serious? You know, you yeah. have some fun with it. Plus yeah. the whole idea of like, you know, you just think about a mafia don putting a hit on, on a crocodile. Can't help but giggle at that, you know? It's yeah. like, what's this about, you know? Yeah. There's like, there's so much, especially in the horror genre where it is taken so seriously, even mm. like that with books and with films. Like, I think there just has to be a bit of a, come on. Yeah, exactly. Hard enough as it is right now. I was yeah, just going to say, right now is a difficult yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And, and you got to be able to break the tension to build the tension, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it's, so it's just, you know, just, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, just been having having a couple of laughs and having a couple of good scares too. Yeah, yeah, and that's what the book did for me as well. It definitely had me go back to times when the girls were in their band, or even I know there is a part oh, cool. in the book where the guys were getting ready for a gig and the girlfriend was in the corner and she was being really annoying. And I was like, oh my god, I've probably been that girl. That's <laughs> <annoying>. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, but they were in high school to practice for the battle of the bands. Yeah. And uh oh yeah, yeah. That's uh yeah, they, they, there's a, there's some horror elements in the book too, a little bit, mm. uh, with the and yeah, a lot of comedy with the with the with the hotel, the motel scene. Yes. With the with the human spider thing. That was and, brilliant, uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, for it to be the wrong guy and then have to go, have to go yeah, all I, over again. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was writing, I was like, what could be the worst possible scenario? He's like, okay, the car has got to go missing for one. And for yes. two, how about it being the, just the completely wrong guy? <laughs> and, and then, then he <laughs> counted wrong. <laughs> yeah, you counted the wrong windows. And I was like, that could be hysterical. And then what happens? I think the, the, the hooker wakes up, I think. And she's about yeah. to wake up or yeah. something then, then it all gets pinned on her that, that's right. oh yeah 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 so yeah just like little just yeah I, I try and just kind of whittle it down to to be like you know just make sure everything's covered as far as like you know the reasons for why certain things would happen and and sledge himself i kind of based him off of being like a sort of like a bruce campbell kind of character kind of like just a <laughs> yeah just a, like an anti-hero idiot that kind of still gets the job done he's you know? stumbling yeah. into it yeah I, exactly yeah for sure and that he's just kind of like he has no idea what's going on but uh, it still manages to get the job done <laughs> oh he's so single-minded focused on just being the best rock star out there yeah. so he's like whatever it takes even if i have to kill people it's fine it's fine it's okay. exactly oh exactly and it, I'm sure there's a lot of people out that uh, out there like that too. That that'll just do anything for that. But like you know, truth is, what you know, like yes, David. It's like once you get it, it's just like all right, what's next? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun book to write. And the next one's gonna be cool too. It's uh, international. It kind of it goes overseas. Oh, brilliant. And so um, I think uh, where did it go? I think Bulgaria. I think and uh, it go it goes all over the place. It's mm. All over the place. And. Um, it's going to be, I, um, I think we're going to try and make it like twice as long because this one was kind of brisk. And, uh, and so this next one, I want to try and be like, like, you know, like Empire Strikes Back. And it's going to be a, a heightened on all levels, like funnier, darker, yeah, more gory and just, just everything. Just kind of. Just... You just gave us all a taste with the first one. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So so the second one was kind of, and it was fun too, because it was like, let's see how twisted I could get before David's like, no, we can't put that in the book. <laughs> And uh, and that never happened. It, it's so that's just completely. You uncut. haven't hit his limit yet. Yeah, and I hope to do it with this next book. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read that one and find out. Going, I wonder was this it? Was was this, <laughs> was the, this one? the point? <laughs> exactly. And there's one uh, one part. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you really quick. It's it's kind of like a little sample. Uh, he's 
it's at the beginning, toward the beginning of the book, and um, he's on an airplane heading to uh, Europe for the tour, and he's got to uh, kill somebody on the plane, and uh, so he does it in the airplane bathroom, and he has to dispose of the body, so he's got to chop it up into little pieces and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Brilliant. It's like, occupied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I just imagine if Dana gone, this is going to be a long flight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charge. Absolutely. And, uh, From and so the first yeah. book, you can see that happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah you're totally. like, yeah, no, that did, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that there's a little sampler for the next book for you. Just kind of like, a, like, I think that's right at the very beginning, too. But uh, the story surrounding what he has to do and what he has to do, I'll, I'll keep yeah. that mystery for now. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a fun kill because... It's, it's pretty messed up <laughs> yeah yeah because that's like there's no situation in his like new life that doesn't involve almost killing someone right yeah 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 exactly exactly because it's like they there's someone on their list at all times as they said they've got eyes on everyone all around the world so there's bound to be a time when it's just oh you're beside that person well <laughs> go yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's just kind of like they, they route the tourists to where they need to take care of business. That's a brilliant you know? idea. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, who knows? It's, it's totally plausible. It could happen. I mean, uh, David yeah. came up with the ideas. So I mean, he's had a nice long career. So who knows, <laughs> who knows what he's seen and what he's done. You know? <laughs> and he's not around anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Haven't heard from that kind of while. Last seen with David Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wee poster instead of the missing poster for de- uh, dwellers. It would just be yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, I'm going to go missing for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we have it, it all recorded, Drew. So yeah. don't worry. Those long okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, thank you. We'll release this, and we'll be like, we know that something happened here. Out <laughs> 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 of all the horrors that are coming out this year, other than dwellers, obviously, what are you most excited for is there anything you can actually hear an ice cream truck at my oh cool that's awesome (laughs) what is coming out this year i know the spiral um, spiral Candyman. okay Candyman. i'm looking forward to that most Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's gonna be really good especially uh uh spiral looks cool i'm about to i'm actually about to go watch mortal kombat yeah that's that's gonna be a oh oh stop i yeah (laughs) um i can't wait to see that one uh and i'm i'm a big fan um Myself and my husband on our wedding day, we walked out for the restaurant uh, for, in the hotel. We walked out to the Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, we were just like, ah, oh, we'll get the crowd pumped <laughs> when they were oh, announcing yeah. us as the married couple. We were just like, Mortal Kombat. And that is, yeah. yeah. And, and it works at so many different levels too for marriage, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Flawless <laughs> matrimony. And yeah, the party exactly. that was about to happen because um, we all probably drank far too much at that wedding. it was amazing i think i got alcohol poisoning i'm not, not even joking <laughs> well that's yeah. awesome um, See, my, my wedding my uh our our first dance song was a nine inch nails song it was uh that we're in this together that's, that's but, but like an acoustic version of it ah, cool. but, yeah. but i think the uh the second after we said i do it was uh the karate kid theme we, we had blasting <laughs> around <laughs> Love it. Brilliant. That's fun. But that's okay. for other horror movies. Uh, I don't keep up too much on that mm-hmm. stuff, and I should. But uh, we get well, you're a busy man. Stuff. Yeah, you have a few <laughs> things going on. Yeah. Yep. We let you away with it just just now. Oh, 
I appreciate that. But I do know <laughs> Spiral and Candyman for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do, uh, ter- uh, you know, what? I haven't seen the Terrifier movies yet, but I heard they're really good. <gasps> yeah, I, I, I love that. Art the Clown. I actually, yeah. it's, it's weird. I think he is hilarious. And yeah, I'm like, awesome. he is ripping people apart. And, <laughs> but he is just so funny. The guy, because there was two guys who played him and this is the more recent one, the version of it when in actual, the Terrifier film. And... Yeah, he, he's a psychotic and he's terrifying, but he's so funny. That's and awesome. And I, I think you'd really appreciate it. Is that really like, you have to be out there, I think, to find it funny. And I'm like, should oh, cool. I be laughing? <laughs> I know, those I are the know. best moments. It's like, yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I definitely got to check those. I know the second one's coming out too. And... Oh, I really look forward to seeing that. Yeah, because the first one is just so funny. Oh, that's well, great. No, no, it's scary. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was brilliant. Oh, that's awesome. What, what, what else is coming out this year? Halloween Kills is coming out as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is in that one. Yeah, and, I cannot uh, wait for that. Halloween Kills. Because everything got pushed around so much that it's, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Like and a, The Conjuring. Oh, oh the, the third Conjuring, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the first two. So I got high hopes for the third one for sure. Um, and it looks yeah. like it's going to be a, a possession movie. Which I, I always love those, you know. Like yes. I love... Um, Emily Rose, that mm-hmm. was great. The Last Exorcism was great because I love that main character when he's yeah. uh, the, the the preacher. You know, it's like he's I could say anything while I'm preaching. I could give out my grandmother's banana bread recipe, and, and then they cut to him in church, like giving his big sermons. Like, oh, that, you take two banana, you put it in a boy, mix it all up, and then you go and then you get banana bread. And then everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just really fun stuff like that. But. Uh, Oh yeah, The Exorcist. That's another favorite too. I, I guess that's yeah. getting a, a sequel. I think. Well, you know what? I, I think that that Halloween reboot, if you will, that uh, that they did with Jamie Lee Curtis again. I think that's yes. that's what a lot of movies should do. It's like mm. sequels to the original. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, where they just kind of discount. Just yeah, yeah. What has happened? Oh yeah, yeah clean kind of, slate kind of thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of the original still exists, and that's kind of branched it off of there. That's, I think they're doing that with Robocop. I think they're going to do it with oh, that. Wow. So that, that should be pretty cool. And um, I hopefully Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I think I think that one might happen too. You bring back Heather Langenkamp and all that. Just kind of like 40 years later. And yeah. and she deserves to come back. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she, yeah. she's so great in that movie. And um, let's see what else is coming out. Well, it's not technically this year, but we've got Scream in January of next year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's going to be cool. It's going to be fun to see where they take this one. Oh, yeah. 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 It seems like everyone they do, they just try and, there's only so many different directions you could go before you end up in a circle, you know? Yeah. So yeah. who knows, maybe they'll go full circle with this one and bring back some people from the first one that you thought weren't uh, able yeah. to come back. There was kind of talks around that, wasn't there? There was mm. a lot oh, yeah, of Matthew talks. Lillard, I think. Uh, mm, yeah, or, and Skeet Ulrich, were they on set? Yeah. Yeah. On set? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Even even I heard like Jamie Kennedy. Like, mm. uh, yeah. Like, that'd be good. Because that kind of sucked when they, when they, oh, when they took him. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, they could have killed anybody else in the movie except for him because yeah. he, yeah. he was the fan favorite. Then, of course, they, they caught wind of it and they brought him back via video for the third one. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but, but it's kind of like, it's not the same. You should have been there. Yeah. And I know um, just from watching stuff, I think Matthew Lillard was saying that he, the third one, he was actually supposed to be in the third one as well. Ooh. But um, there was, and it was that he was kind of orchestrating. I think he was a lecturer or something and he was orchestrating the killings and it would be oh. his students, but there was quite a big shooting before 
the oh. release of it so they had to change it quite last minute okay wow. yeah that would have been cool hopefully they do that for the fifth one hopefully they, they, they do something with that that'd be so awesome i was like that is a great idea mm-hmm. that is yeah. oh, that'd be so cool because yeah he just he just had a tv fell on him that happens to everybody that's right. yeah, they were like <laughs> he's fine kind of twitched yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. fine just exactly. a slight concussion just a slight concussion you yeah. know i mean who hasn't had a tv fall on their face before you know yeah you know <laughs> No, that's just a Tuesday. You know? <laughs> it happens all the time. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. walk it off. Exactly. Yeah. Rip some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Any, anything else? Oh God, not that I can think of off the top of my head. But there, like, I suppose it's everything that should have come out, say, last year or the year before. Oh, right. coming out now. Yeah. So they're the big ones that I mm. can think of. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, like, um, Border Combat's going to be cool and all that because yeah. I mean it's. It's R-rated and there's gore, so you know how could you mess that up, you know? Yeah, and, uh, and I think so they're focusing on Scorpion and Sub Zero a lot, so like the clan warfare that they have. Oh so. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think in the beginning they are they're they're like focusing back on that kind of. So I I'm really looking forward to it. I thought the trailer was amazing. Yeah, it's such a great trailer. I mean, mm-hmm. those those trailers are sometimes sometimes a lot of times nowadays the trailers are even better than the movie. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's hard to to top that, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. with those kind of expectations. Oh, yeah. Trailers could be dangerous for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is there any other movies in general that's coming out this year? Man, Think about it with Mortal know. Kombat. It's such nostalgia it for is. a certain age group. And it's, mm. I think it's hitting at the right age for us. Oh, yeah. I, mean, just... I saw the first one at the movies and the second it started with the Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know it, it was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I... that did. The second one was such a fun garbage piece of movie, you know. It was, oh, it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I watched it recently. It's fun for what it is, but it's such a terrible, terribly made movie. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like a Which are sometimes the best ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I shouldn't love this as much as I do, but it is my ride or die, and I will yeah. put it on and switch off and be happy. Oh yeah. yeah, totally, totally. It's like it's it's like a Power Rangers episode. Like it's uh, a <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun. You know, it's it, it you know it's just so it's fascinating too thinking about it because the first one made so much money, mm. and then instead of going you know one way, they went the complete opposite way. As oh yeah, as and I think they had uh, only one of the original actors made. Well, yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and, and then the rest of them they were all just replaced. Yeah, they, it, they killed off a couple of them at the beginning. They just yeah, they just yeah. didn't have to deal with. And then Here's the mic. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a fascinating uh, thing to, to think of because it was, only like, it was only like two years later, the first one made a bajillion dollars. And you think it would have been like, you know, big, huge, better budget, you know, bigger cast yeah. and all that, but it just went the opposite direction. It t- yeah, it took a step down. Yeah, you know, it's just, it just, just fascinating thinking about it. You know? it's, mm. like, wow, it's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I have both big hopes for this one then. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Plus, you know, you got Goro in there and all that. And yeah. Kano. Yeah, it's so nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny yeah. Cage. Yeah, he's like yes. one of my, yeah, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Johnny Cage, Shinsung, and mm. oh, Raiden. Oh, there's so many of them. I kind of want to go play the game now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm. just just like a little warm up before you go watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and once again, I'm so glad you guys like the movie though. That that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's, it was uh, really great. I'm, I'm really glad. And it. So October 12th and. Do you guys expect it to be coming out in theaters? Are you guys going to be streaming it? Or what do you hope for? A couple of uh, events. Uh, I think we're doing something in Vegas, like a big like red carpet thingy 
that they've been setting up. I think uh, the, the week of the release, like a big like a uh, like Blu-ray release party or something Amazing. like that. And so that should be cool. And um, and we're doing something else uh, really special too for uh, uh, October 9th is uh, David Ellison Day. And, yes, uh, I saw that in Minnesota. And, is it? Yeah, yep. And so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do something for that too, like uh, in regards to the movie and the and the album and all that. And and so uh, yeah, it's been it's it's been fun because I I never had a movie come out before because the Bang Tanga movie I had to put out for for free because yeah. the song clearing issues and all that. And yeah. And so this hasn't been all all brand new to me. So I'm just like, okay, what happens next? You know. And there's I got a, there's <laughs> another cut of the movie too. I got an extended cut of the movie. Oh, it's wow. probably about uh, oh, wow. it's a little bit longer and um, and uh, a little bit different. And uh, yeah, once I'm done with that, I'll send it to you uh, both and see, see if you go and check it out. Oh, that'd be amazing. Thank you so mm. much. No, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And, and then hopefully, guys, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say hopefully we can maybe give a, have another talk with you after the yeah. film was done, and so we can see how that went, and then on the run up to the second uh, Sledge Chronicle. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime you guys want, want me on, just let me know. I'm, I'm there. Same with David. You know, I'm, absolutely. This was such a blast, and I really appreciate you both. Uh, you're happy We're just glad like you this. took the time out to talk to us. Yeah. Oh, anytime, <laughs> anytime, anytime. It, it's, it's been such a blast, and and uh, it's still like I'm just tickled that uh, people have been really getting a kick out of the movie, though. Like I've, well, you know, it's it's been cool, and it's it. Uh, I had to put it to put it together really quickly too because. It, it, it kind of pretty much became like the scene in the movie where David's like, okay, Drew, where's the movie? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, where really is the yeah. movie? Yeah. Because then like, because uh, I kind of sat on it for a long time because the pandemic happened and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then in December, um, David was like, hey, Drew, we're going to be guests at the Mad Monster Party convention in North mm. Carolina in February. Yeah. Uh, you done with that movie yet? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a day or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Just just a minute, and then so pretty much up until um, I, I had it finished. It, it took about a month uh, to to get it all edited and, wow. and the sound and all that and everything. Just and it was I I got a lot more white hairs from that experience. <laughs> it's you know it's wisdom experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm just happy it's done, and and uh, and the fact that people enjoy it is just uh, the biggest added bonus ever. Uh, without a doubt thank you so much for oh, yeah. taking the time and yeah i hope and i'm sure we will talk again yeah. oh absolutely yeah please keep in touch and just let me know I'll, anytime you guys want to have me on just let me know i'm there amazing Brilliant. thank you so now, much we just do we me a favor and that. don't spoil mortal Kombat for me yes. <laughs> oh, no, no i won't I then won't. we can I, remain friends exactly exactly I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it right now actually so yeah. but yeah let me know after you guys check it out we'd love you guys thoughts on it too perfect and uh, mortal Kombat. Well, best of luck with everything. I'm going to talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you, you so much, well. Drew. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, Grace. That was amazing. I never thought it was possible that we'd be able to get the two guys on. And they're, they were just so dead on and so nice. So nice. Yeah. Jaw on floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to say, I had to, like, rein in a lot of fangirl stuff during that. You were I really so good, wanted, though. I, I just wanted to go, people. We have David Ellison from Megadeth and Drew Fortier. They've made films together. They've written books and we have them on our show. Yeah. yeah. They want to talk to us. Yeah, they agreed to this. <laughs> no violence needed.
<laughs> yeah, I have to say, guys, uh, Dwellers is an amazing film. It's um, a great film. And if anyone can get a chance to watch it, I'd highly recommend it. It's going to be out October 12th, and that will be when general population will be able to take a look at it. Um, so if you can watch it, highly recommend it. And also highly I recommend that people go and buy the Rockstar Hitman, Sledge Chronicle. It's it so is, much fun. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's nothing that you will have ever read before or until you read the sequel. It won't be anything you'll ever read like the same again. And like, obviously, <laughs> nothing like these situations, but it just brought me back to us being like, me too. In the Joey yeah. school yeah. or like, like watching the band playing live. Yeah. yeah. It was Our, so much fun. Yeah. Like, they were great at immersing you into it. You really felt like as if you were there too. Yeah. And not a lot of books can really take you into that zone with them but this one was just written with such like feeling like from people obviously who'd been through it so who knew and you could really tell um and there's a cow called grace (laughs) there is yes you gotta oh no I was about to say something horrible I was like you get a starring role like no you don't yeah if you (laughs) we say this because a lot of times people are like horror movies yeah I could watch them all day but the minute an animal dies just be warned grace comes to an end yeah messy end messy end yeah um but it's a great book it's so much it is yeah Yeah, i can't wait for the second so that is the rockstar hitman the sledge chronicle and they hope to have the sequel out um by christmas time so ready for people so they're gonna have their film album and book i can't wait for the album yeah I feel like I'm going to, like, we'll be such like, <laughs> like oh, that was a line from the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be able to, like, link them all together. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, I feel we were very lucky. Oh, 100% yeah. lucky, yeah. Yeah. And next week, we are going to be looking into, kind of like with May Day coming up, we're looking into May Queens. So you have your springtime flowers, kind of might be hitting a little bit on our cult vibes we're going to be looking into it we're going to be looking into like the legend of the may queen and then films that would be centered around or have the may queen affiliated in it so Mm -hmm. that one is going to be an interesting one it really is because i kind of love when we go back and see like where is that coming from where is that um where did where did originate yeah So you can catch us on Instagram um, because you were home with an underscore in between each word. Um, We are obviously on all listening platforms. If you're listening to us on Mm -hmm. iTunes, we would absolutely love if you could rate and review us. Um, That would mean so much to us. Um, Yeah, we're just feeling very happy today. Yeah, we're on cloud nine, people. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Thanks very much, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so cool.